Hey everyone, I'm going to play the intro now because I thought I had it selected and I did not, so here's the intro. Ah! <laughs> I prepared and prepared and prepared and I still screwed it up. Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome hey. to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss today's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and today I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Ash Paulson, along with our very special guest, my good friend, Ted XA and Shadow Weason of Brain Scratch Scratch Comms. And yes, welcome, Ted, as I just completely botched the intro. I had it set. I had it set. It was all good to go, but I clicked it because I was getting annoyed by the intro playing every time I went to this screen. So, yay. <laughs> it's no right. worries, man. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And the good news is very soon, it's not going to be only on you and Steve anymore because I've finally been able to order a, a good streaming PC. I'm going to be able to run the show myself soon. So, Again, like I said on Friday, this is what progress looks like, or maybe it was Wednesday, but we're getting it together, and uh, soon we're all going to be able to run the show, and uh, so I'm very excited about that, and Derek, you're doing a kick-ass job anyway, man. <laughs> well, we, we found out uh, through uh, Halo yesterday that your PC is probably going to be better than mine, because apparently my um, graphics card is crap, or at least right. really old. What what I right. say, the and- R- RTX 970 or something like that, where it's... Apparently How ancient. Old is your computer? It's only like three or four years old. Like I have 32 oh, gigabytes, right. gigabytes of RAM, but I think when my friends were building it, they're like, well, you don't play PC games that often, so we can just sort of skimp on that. Uh, and okay. I will, uh, I'll give them another shout out when, during the first episode that I actually host on my new computer. But uh, this, is all, this was all made possible due to one of our incredibly generous community members, Hyrule Hermit, uh, who just made a donation to the channel in an effort to get, you know, to help me afford to get on a, on a streaming capable PC. You know, y'all know MacBook pros, not the best for streaming. So uh, it's all thanks to Hyrule Hermit and their incredibly generous gift. And uh, so I'm going to be caught up with you guys pretty soon and, and being able to run streams and run TNTs. It's going to be great. And I'm so excited. I, I I'm seeing a comment here from Brandon Bovey in the in the patron chat. 970 is a mid range from 2014. Oh God. <laughs> uh no no keyboard though anybody. Nope, I'm not coming with a keyboard. I'm going to just mentally imagine the things I want to type. There will be no no. Actually, what I'm probably going to do and it's going to upset some people. You know I'm a Mac user. You all know that. I grew up with Macs. I'm used to Mac keyboards. So what I'm probably going to do is get a PC compatible Mac style I mean, keyboard this is, because that's this what I'm is, used to. This is my keyboard. It's basically just a surface and it's basically, it looks like a laptop keyboard, but it's comfy. Oh, okay. Okay. You're not going to get a $500 uh, mechanical keyboard so you can clickety clack and show your dominance over the internet. <laughs> Definitely not. I have no interest. I, I, I don't well, need okay. to show my dominance over the internet. I already have it, Ted, obviously. Ooh. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Choosing violence out of the gate. It's it's Monday, man. It's too early for that. No, 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 no. We're, we're, <laughs> fresh, we're fresh off of Thanksgiving. We're just going for nice. it. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. It was nice. Got yeah. to uh, hang out with family, and they all got to meet uh, Kai. and Well, not meet Kai, but hang out with Kai a bit more, because they don't get to see him too often. So, uh, all nice. good there. You? Uh, me? Uh, my fa- Thanksgiving was... Thankfully, very boring, but mm. I'm not really um, 
one for huge family gatherings anyway. So boring is a okay in my book. That's no gotcha. problems with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we had kind of a lower key Thanksgiving too. We had uh, we always do like two different Thanksgivings because we do one day with my wife's family and then one day with my family and do two different spreads. So on Thursday, actually Thanksgiving Day, we were with my family or sorry, with my wife's family, and uh, most of her family were actually out of town, so it was just the two of us and her parents. And so it was just nice and low-key. And then on Saturday, we went to go see my parents and just had another Thanksgiving dinner, watched a movie, uh, you know, just hung out, and it was just nice nice, nice and low-key. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and continue on. But before we actually get to the news, we do have a sponsor for today. And that is, of course, The Game Orb, who is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While they are still running Let's Plays of Splatoon 2 and Super Mario 64 from the 3D All-Stars collection, they are also adding new games like Sonic Colors Ultimate and Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Also, there are now shorter videos on a playlist called The Game Orb Minis for clips that are highlighted. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description show that gvg support as we push them towards 400 subs we're at 364 Indeed. making steady progress uh oh i greatly appreciate all the support you've thrown their way and along with the good friend the galactic reaper uh we'll have links to both of them again in the description and i'm pretty sure ash just posted them in the uh youtube chat so definitely ash take a look thank you ash yep. i appreciate Even that ash. them even pin them. Pin yeah. them. My God. <laughs> yeah. But yes, <laughs> going please, that extra mile. Uh, show, please show uh, the Game Orb your love. He he has shown us so much love since the launch of our channel. So thank you as always, Game Orb. Everyone, please go check out their content. They are awesome. They're a friend of, very good friend of GBG. So please go check them out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, before we get to the news topics, we do have some super chats that I do want to highlight. Uh, first up, uh, is Rec BCQ with a $2 super chat saying finally was able to buy the switch OLED. Congrats. Nice. That's, that's take some effort. I think, uh, hope yeah, you enjoy that. I'm still, trying, I'm still trying to buy an Xbox series X and I have not been able to find one. So good on you for finding a switch OLED. No luck with that deal today on Walmart plus. I, well, I guess you haven't signed up for Walmart plus that's the, that's the no, crap of it now is that all these stores are like sign up for our special thing in order to actually that's the thing like i'm not going to spend money to have a chance at, at, at getting one of these consoles you mm-hmm. know i'd rather just wait till i'm lucky with one of those things i can buy directly it just feels so squicky to like buy into a you know premium service to not even have a guarantee of getting one to you just have a chance like eh, I can yeah wait, you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's dumb it's really dumb yeah uh, then there's Sire3MK with a $10 super chat with a lovely thumbs up uh, sticker. Nice little hippo with a hat. I love Makes it. Thumbs up. <laughs> Looks really nice. I appreciate it. Uh, then uh, there's Floxcat with an $8 uh, super chat. Thank you so much. Saying, just want to let Thank everyone you. know that I've been working on a pirate webcomic called Jolly, which has LGBTQ plus support and characters. Chapter 5 is up. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I guess... Um, Jolly webcomic. Look that up. Uh, yeah, check, Fox, check it out. If you feel comfortable, just post a link in the chat. Would let you know. Ch- let people check it out. I'd love to check it out. We can post it in the Discord. Um, but that's awesome, and we'd yeah. love to you know get eyes on your comic. That's really cool. Definitely. And thank you for the donation. That's awesome. Uh, Jason Ulow with a five dollars super chat saying, "Don't feel too bad about your video card, Derek. My rig has a GTX nine sixty, and I bought it almost seven years ago. See, that's the thing. You built yours seven years ago." I built mine three or four years ago. And is yours <laughs> lower than a 960? It's a 970, so it's slightly higher. Oh, okay. 
Basically, basically, I tried to play Halo uh, Infinite, and every time I went into a uh, match, it crashed to the desktop. Oh no! <laughs> so, oh, no. It, I mean, hey, I'm just saying, yeah. I, I might not be able to play Halo, but I am uh, able to play the award-winning Final Fantasy XIV. That, <laughs> yeah, available now, right. and you can play the first sixty levels for free up yeah. through the award-winning expansion Heaven's Word. I'm I'm amazed amazed that you know that meme better than I do. So good, good um, on you, Ted. Amazing. You do not know how many. Actually, you do know how many friends I have that play Final Fantasy XIV because it's we share a lot. All, it's basically all. <laughs> You know, Derek, you might have you might have like made out like a bandit though, because you haven't lived until you have played Halo the way I did last night during our EP stream, oh, where no. <laughs> I played it through my browser through Chrome on a Mac, and it looked nice enough, but there was like two ish seconds of input lag, and so I literally I'm not good at shooters anyway, but mm. I literally could not aim at anything. I mean, everything I was doing was being delayed by a few seconds, and it just was. It was comical. Like that, there was no point on uh, in me being even being on a team because I was completely dead weight, and it was just silly. I oh, God, I wish I could have played. It looked fun, but the I was, I was denied. Is free in Infinite, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I was excited because I don't have yeah. to pay anything. It was like just check it out and play with everybody. But I mean, it's technically not free considering I have to buy a graphics card <laughs> or an Xbox. So there, there yeah. you go. All right. Uh, well, Vedron in our live audience patron chat is saying you Ash knowing exactly what kind of experience I probably had yeah it, as bad as what you're imagining it was worse like I guarantee you whatever you're imagining take it down a few levels and that's where I where the experience actually was it was yeah. pretty bad <laughs> well let's go ahead and move on to our first story of the night which also involves PCs but these guys are way better at it than I am so uh, let's go ahead and bring that up uh, as soon as I find it there it is so, the, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time's game code has been reverse engineered, much like the same, much in the same way as Super Mario 64. This is not a, it's not a mod or anything like that. It is technically legal because it's not using any of Nintendo's assets. It's all been recreated and done with what they did will, and um, that's huge because well, we saw what people did with that code for Super Mario 64 and the guys who reverse engineered this are doing the same tact where they're not doing things specifically with it. It's just out there and congratulations. You can do whatever you want with Ocarina of Time now. Uh, that said, um, as uh, Searchman DS has pointed out uh, before the show started uh, talking about this, there is a little bit of controversy in this one where right. apparently the lead programmer uh, who did the bulk of the work, I, I, I don't have the full uh, details in front of me at the moment. I apologize about that. But basically some shenanigans went down with the team. They got kicked off it. They're, they have no credit to their name, despite the fact that they've done the uh, most of the work. And, um, yeah, so there's well, a little I, bit of, eh, about this. I read about this on Twitter and, and I saw some of the back and forth between said project lead and some other people in the project. And, and the other folks maintain that this person is credited just within the actual repository, like the GitHub repository. And okay. I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, we just have to take them at their word. But it definitely, they're like, there's accusations that the project lead was difficult to work with. And then the project lead was like, well, you didn't credit me properly. And they're saying, well, we did credit you properly. We told you that. Who knows what the truth is? He said, it, she said. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
it's unfortunate that there's any you know sort of drama surrounding this at all because what's actually been accomplished here removed from that drama is really cool like like i was reading about this and this it, it's essentially using modern programming languages to recompile ocarina of time and in in like a matching sort of way and it doesn't use any of nintendo's original copyrighted assets such as graphics or sound so it, yeah, it, it's really basically the people who did this said, uh, told Video Games Chronicle, we've been able to create code that, when compiled, reproduces the original game. We call this matching decompilation. This is all way over my head. Yeah. I'm not a hacker. I'm not a modder at all. But it's so cool to me, just it, given the kind of low-level, broad understanding of what I think they did here. It's really cool stuff. Like, really impressive. So if I understand it right, they basically took... Ocarina of Time and rewrote it into C programming. Is I, that what? Yeah. Yes. The According to yeah. Frequent Positron in the in the uh, patron chat, they said they started from the end product, Ocarina of Time, and attempted to recreate the base components of the game from that. Okay. So it's not what Nintendo did. It's they did it just basically like not copy pasting, but like uh, reference material, I guess is the best way to put it. Hmm. Okay. This still is uh, programming has never been my strong suit, so um, it does. I guess the interesting thing about um, about the project isn't so much like what it is, but what it allows for people to do. Because from what I understand, looking at the um, article, is that it allows people to do things like mods and uh, ROM hacks way mm. easier since it's in a modern program language and not whatever the heck N64 programming is slash was. Because um, to my understanding, N64 games are among the hardest to mod because they were just, nobody knew what they were doing making 3D games at the time. <laughs> and all the infrastructure is really weird. Um, so I, I'm sure that this will be a huge thing for the modding scene to Zelda because um, already stuff like randomizers are super popular. Yeah. For yeah. that. Um and who knows what else people will do with this kind of thing. Uh have and you have you seen any of the Super Mario sixty four mods using this? I have not. Uh, oh my they're really cool. I've seen they, they, they've up them to four K sixty FPS, uh like ultra widescreen. Hold on a moment. There is a video here yes. on this. Definitely check that, that comparison because my god, it is e- amazing. Uh, results here and to see ocarina of time done like that would be pretty incredible like super mario 64 has been around a while right. it's like it's like i've seen mods after mods of, of mario it's like oh yeah that's cool ocarina of time i might have to hunt down and try myself you know yeah no no this is like i just and i sound like a broken record here because i'm gonna <laughs> say what i said before about you know zelda 64 related type stuff i wish steve was here on this episode to talk about it because he would be so into this like, mm-hmm. as i mentioned before he's really into you know ocarina of time development phase type stuff and i know he'd be super excited about this and i i love the idea of of what sort of mods could, could be born from this i know nintendo's probably not as keen on the idea but i you know i'm certainly <laughs> interested and and that that is uh you know that comes specifically from the mario 64 mods i've seen there's some really impressive fan projects out there and mm-hmm. I love the idea of taking that, but putting it in the context of Ocarina of Time and seeing what people can come up with. This is really a neat thing that's been done here. 
I'm really curious if this will just be a thing now with all N64 games, or at least the most popular ones. Will we see this with Star Fox? Will Majora's Mask have the same thing done to it? Will, um, you know, name is, you know, cult classic that everybody loves, Castlevania 64, get <laughs> something like this done and fix well, some of the problems? <laughs> how much, like, do they need to do this for every single game, step by step by step, or can they just do this with any N64 game easier now that they've done it with two of them. That's what I'm not sure. It seems so much. It seems like it's game by game, at least by now, but who knows like if they find an easier way to do it, to make it like easy. So we can finally have the Glover uh, HD mod that we've all been dreaming of. Exactly. It it had to happen. Although I can't believe I forgot about this anonymous dragon in the YouTube chat mentioning Banjo Kazooie. Of course, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. Oh yes, please. I, I, I don't know how feasible it actually is, but I would love to see a fan mod of Banjo Kazooie that, in some way, shape, or form, restores the original intent of Stop and Swap, so we can actually see some version, some unofficial version of what that might have looked like. And on that note, uh, Spicy Pandotter in our YouTube or in our uh, patron chat is already saying what I'm thinking, which was, which is restore the Light Temple. Restore all this stuff that was rumored to be in Zelda 64 that, or Ocarina of Time that never actually made it into the final product. But let's see a fan interpretation of what that might have looked like. The Light Temple, uh, getting the Triforce, you know, something like, mm-hmm. I just, I want to see that stuff, even if it's not officially official, obviously it's not, just to see it represented and made real in some unofficial way could be really cool, I think. Oh man, paper unicorn fountain, right? All that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And then other, I I want to see that. Other N sixty four games, Paper Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, dude. Right. So, uh, Melon Speedruns has a bit more details for us regarding all this, uh, saying to clarify a few things. Zell was the user that claimed they didn't get credited. As far as I know, it was related to a collaborator tag on the repository. As far as N64 games go, they are coded in well-known languages such as C and C++, if I remember correctly, and so was Ocarina of Time, but we didn't have access to the code in a readable format until now. I'm guessing the GigaLeak might have been... might have been a part of that. And apparently uh, Majora's Mask is also being decompiled, uh, as well as Minish Cap. So Minish cap. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it all goes back to this giga leak and what people have access to so they can do this. With. So that's, it's, it's amazing that there's still stuff people are finding from that is. huge, from that huge thing. Like that happened like what a year ago, two years ago, I think a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Th- they're still ago, finding yeah. stuff. That's wild. Yeah. It is it's, crazy it's, stuff. So cool. And I, you know, I, I, we can't get into the weeds on, you know, the he said, she said with Zell and everything because we don't know. We don't know no. any of the people involved. But I do hope they can reach an amicable resolution and they can all walk away as friends, maybe keep working together. Who knows? But either way, you know, my proverbial hat's off to everybody who accomplished this because as someone who doesn't get coding or hacking or anything like that, like that at all, this is just so damn impressive to me. And Ocarina of Time is just a game that should be preserved for all. I mean, Ideally, all games should be preserved, but Ocarina of Time should be one of the very first in line. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, we'll just have to see what comes of that. What I mean, now it's out there. We just have to wait and see what people do. And I swear these martyrs are fast. Um, but before we move yeah. on... 
yeah, it was amazing how quickly the Mario 64 stuff came. So I don't think it will take too long for some impressive things right. to come out from this. Uh, before we move on, though, we do have a few more Super Chats. First up is Late Night Sprites with a $5 Super Chat saying, uh, Hope you all have an awesome week. Keep being awesome. I may not play a lot of Dragon Quest, but I hope Rocket Slime gets a game on Switch someday. 3DS had a pirate one. I am so upset with myself that I kept seeing Rocket Slime for a reasonable price, reasonable price. I'm like, ah, I can wait, I can wait. Oh, and now it's like $200 or Yeah, something? exactly. I'm like... Oh, you know, cursing sad. myself is like no i've heard amazing things about rocket slime and i've completely missed my chance um so pro tip for anybody interested in the dragon quest games on ds which are all amazing you should all play them the mobile versions are literally identical uh but are only 15 dollars each <laughs> versus the ds versions which are like over 100 each so um mm-hmm. i would implore you get the mobile version of the game it is great I don't know if they should support them to modern consoles. They can, they should. I mean, but they I don't know if they will. Technically, did that for DQ one through three. Yeah, um, but only the you see they ported the bad mobile versions for oh. one through three, as opposed to the good mobile versions that four through six got. And um, of course, so yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. So um, if you're interested, please don't pay a scalper one hundred and fifty dollars for Dragon Quest Five. It's an amazing game, but um, pay your pay. $15 for it instead on, and get it on your phone. I, I played uh, Dragon Quest 1 on my phone. And that was a good phone game because it could just... That is board. a good... Dragon Quest 1 is a very good phone game. I agree. It's just like taking that. And yeah. and yeah. And as Vedron points out, 4 on mobile is technically better than DS. Yes. Because yes, it, is better it than... has party chat, which trust yeah, which... me, it needs it. <laughs> it is so dry yeah, or... otherwise. Uh, yeah, and the characters in 4 are so good, too, because otherwise the, it's like, and you don't get that, ah, oh, man, yeah, that that always disappointed me. But yes, please get the mobile versions, yeah. they are great. Mm-hmm. AJ Red 20 sums it up really well in our YouTube chat. Pro tip, never buy anything from a scalper. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are going to be yep. those situations where you feel like you just can't wait and you feel like you can spend extra money. You know that's your personal decision, but in general, I agree with you, AJ Red. Scalp don't don't reward scalping behavior. Never buy from scalpers if you can help it. I completely agree. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Grant was saying, I'll, "I'll I'll pass because I hate playing games on my phone." Hey, I'm the same way, but I I did enjoy playing. I have a soft spot for DQ One. <laughs> I've beaten that game yeah. so many times, but I just I love it. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway. Uh, one other super chat. This this one from Sonic and Mega Man five three one with a two dollars super chat asking, uh, "Will we invite uh, some call me Johnny again someday?" Probably. It's only a matter of time. Just a matter yeah. of his schedule and you know what what kind of news comes out. It's like, hey Johnny, are you interested in getting one here? So, absolutely no. I mean, he's a friend of all of us, a friend of the channel. You know, we love him, so we'd love to have him back anytime. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to our second story. Uh, which involves Atlas, but not the Atlas game that, that Ted's been playing lately. Let's bring it up. Oh. So, out of nowhere, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim is coming to the Switch in 2022. Uh, there is some limited new content, mostly just like skins, uh, nothing like story-wise. Uh, and it is has been... Uh, um, confirmed that it will be uh this will also come out in the states as well so it's not just japan only so hey atlas is putting another game on the switch hallelujah that's really neat i mean i know it's not the one that you know 
a lot of people want to see on, or one of the ones that people really want to see on Switch, but I've heard nothing but great things about 13 Sentinels, and it's one of those games that I just, I've heard so many great things about, but I haven't gotten around to actually playing it. Uh, I don't know if it's really my speed, genre-wise, but God, I've heard nothing but great things, and I'm so glad that, that a game like this is going to find a wider audience on Switch. You know, I, we all want to see Persona 4, Persona, you know, the entire Persona series on Switch. I get that. But games like this need the exposure. And I'm just really glad that 13, 13 Sentinels is getting it based on what I've heard about the game. Yeah. Um, the game, Vanillaware, I should also point out, the people who made 13 Sentinels are just like, their backlog is really, really great. Um, mm. Odin Sphere and Muramasa yeah. the Demon Blade both phenomenal games look up the arranged soundtrack for muramasa the demon blade if you have not already uh one of the best things i've ever listened to in my entire Ooh, life i yeah. played og muramasa but i didn't play the the you know the remake or the remaster um, so, oh, yeah. the, PS, the, the re- so so the remaster so it's not actually on the the remaster on vita like they did an orchestral arrangement cd with the muramasa soundtrack so Very it's like cool. it's like a concert cd uh basically but um from what i can tell there was like a couple of added levels in the vita version and they redid the script to make it a little bit more accurate but other than that it's the same game okay uh but 13 sentinels this is a game that i really wanted to pick up but it was really hard to get a, a physical copy when it first came out um i remember like the prices were really high on like amazon and stuff like this Looking at it now, it looks like it is a little bit more reasonable to get a copy nowadays. But uh, mm-hmm. now that there's going to be an option to play it on Switch, it looks like I'm I'm probably going to get that version because it's effectively a visual novel, and I love playing visual novels on the Switch. It's probably my favorite way to do it because I can treat it like an actual book and read it on the couch, and that's just beautiful. I love doing that. It is. Cool. I, I got to play a little bit of it because I was I was sending a review code when I was still at GX, and I just it was right in the middle of all kinds of um, other stuff coming out. So I just had to shelve it because I'm like, eh, it's probably not going to be that big. And it, it, the actual gameplay, the RTS uh, aspects, is very strange because it's almost like this basic map like it, it doesn't represent things the way you typically expect in a game or like tactics or whatever it's it's just almost like this grid overlay um and you just wouldn't expect it uh but otherwise uh, the typical 2d story based game uh gameplay is the typical gorgeous stuff you'd see from uh a, a vanillaware game vanilla. um and i i I mean, I was taken in right away. I, there's enough in here yeah. that makes me intrigued. And I, everybody I've heard that played this game loves it. And Vanillaware can craft a good yarn. I love Odin Sphere. I love Odin Sphere so much. It's my favorite game of theirs. I haven't played I all really of it. really need to play that. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't played all of it. I've just played Odin Sphere and um, Muramasa. I picked up uh, Dragon's Crown, but didn't get through it. And that was more of a beat-em-up light on story Dragon's crown is fine yeah uh it's it's not it's not amazing but it's not bad either um you liked odin sphere more than muramasa you said yes okay all right uh, i have not played a lot of odin sphere so i will need to uh same. but i loved muramasa um muramasa i got that game for 15 dollars uh Ooh. on the wii like a year or two nice. after the wii u came out um and that game sucked me in like nothing else that game is so so good mm-hmm. um 
Uh, what I'm hoping for, though, is that since they, they're able to port uh, that game, that we might see a ports of Muramasa or, oh god, what's the name of the port, the PS4 version of Oven Sphere oh, called Lef- again? Uh, Le- Leaf Ranger. Thank you. Leaf I don't know how to pronounce it. Leaf Razier, I yeah. always say. I might I might have done it wrong as well, but yeah. Yeah, but I would love this. to see <laughs> Whatever they can... Oh, hold on. There you go. Whatever that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. There. Yeah, but I would love to see them port those as well, because those games, again, um, it's going to be... It's getting harder and harder to get Wii games um, and DS games. So, uh, and I don't... I don't even know if you can get... If they even made a physical version of the Vita version. Um, I think they did. But I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Um, maybe. I, uh, it'd just be nice to get more of their stuff. Because I've... Vanilla Wars made... I, I've never played Grim Grimoire and... Uh, what are some I other never other played that. Game? What is Vanilla Wars lineup? I don't even know. But they have some fantastic games out there. Yeah. Yeah, and they deserve they deserve to get um to get their stuff to be given another chance because a lot of a lot of games do get a lot more um exposure when they get ported to the Switch. It's mm-hmm. almost I I remember the biggest example I can think of was Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, where the mm-hmm. Switch release was the most copies they sold at once since the game originally released on the Xbox 360 arcade in like 2008 or whenever that game came out. So, yeah, um, I'd love to see more. Uh, I'm also just really looking forward to being able to play the game as well, you know, the way I like to play Mm -hmm. visual novels. So that also seems awesome. I cannot wait for this to come out. Mm -hmm. There are a few games in their gamography that I don't, I've never heard of. 2008, they released a game called Kumatanchi for the DS, uh, exclusive to Japan. Yeah, Yeah, and then uh, they had a canceled game called Grand Knight. Oh, localizations were canceled. Grand Knight's History for the PSP, also Japan exclusive. But apparently their very first game was a Windows game called Fantasy Earth, The Ring of Dominion, which I have never heard of. Nope. Interesting. But yeah, and, then, and as you said, Derek, they did Grim Grimoire, which I never played, but I love VanillaWare's aesthetic in general. I love their art style. Oh, I love artwork just, is... Uh, yeah. Mm, so gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, And as Dragon... Uh, as... Dragon's Crown shows they have a penchant for certain character designs. <laughs> yes, that they do. That they do. But uh, no, I've I don't know if it's my speed because I have to be in the mood for visual novels. I like them, but I have to be in the right well, mindset. It's for it's them. not a visual not novel in, in the sense. It's a vanillaware vanilla uh, visual novel. You know, it's not sure. like Talking Heads. You move throughout. And you have the characters and they're emoting. It's uh, basically just. Imagine the Odin Sphere and um, Muramasa okay. cutscenes, just a lot of them. With RTS sequences, it sounds like, right? Like yes. RTS style gameplay? I think it's okay. RTS. I can't remember if it's RTS or uh, turn-based, but yeah. Oh, okay. like, um, oh, Brandon Bovia says the story is presented as a 2D side-scroller. I mean, you got yes. me there. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, let me see here. It's also 13 different playable characters, too. Um, as well, and their stories interconnect. I've heard comparisons to Metal Gear Solid in terms oh, of like how deep okay. the story can get. Um, I've, uh, I believe it's more, from what I've heard, it's more comprehensible than Metal Gear Solid can get at points. But it does go like as um, in depth as something like MGS can go, from what I've heard. Um, I, interesting. Okay. I, I don't know how, like, 
I look at this and I couldn't tell you what is going on, but here is the actual gameplay being presented um, the outside of the story cutscenes. Like I, I put it in the patron chat uh, so you can take a look. Oh, okay. Um, and it's different. <laughs> I don't quite understand. It's, it's all just go here, do this. And it's, it's very odd, uh, which is yeah. why I'm so surprised it ended up being such a big hit or at least a cult hit. Right, right. So, uh, Frequent Positron in our live audience patron chat is choosing true violence here by saying, too bad vanilla is the worst ice cream flavor. Excuse you. Excuse you. You can't. Vanilla is just, that's like the gold standard, man. Maybe not the most interesting flavor, but vanilla ice cream is delicious. How could you say that? It's fully adoptable. You can't say vanilla ice cream is the best, the worst flavor of ice cream when coffee ice cream has the audacity to even exist. What yeah. now? Now you, Ted, you're saying coffee ice cream sucks? I got coffee I ice cream. No, coffee Monday, ice, you guys. Coffee it's too ice early cream. in the week for this shit. <laughs> oh god! Too, too early in the week, and then we had somebody else saying mint ice cream's gross. I just want now. I want a bowl of vanilla uh, listen, coffee and mint ice. I'll be cream. I'll be honest. I, the only I'm ice not cream flavor ice cream to brush my teeth. I brush my teeth to brush. My teeth. <laughs> the only ice cream flavor I've never really been able to get into is uh, peanut butter. Peanut okay. butter is an ice All cream right. flavor. Mm. Are you talking about like peanut butter chunks in the ice cream or peanut Pe- butter flavored ice cream in general? Peanut butter, f- peanut butter flavored ice cream. The chunks in there work, but I got you. ice cream. Mm. Yeah, that, I, hear you. I can accept that that reasoning. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> now that we got this ice cream discussion. I think we're pretty much done with 13 <laughs> Sentinels. Uh, definitely worth taking a look at if any of that, what we talked about, intrigued you. It's awesome that's coming to the Switch. Hopefully Atlas does more with that get more games on the switch but we'll see what happens uh before we move on though jared helder with a uh five canadian dollar super chat thank you so much says saying after playing a lot of minecraft in the past and recently getting into dragon quest dq builders 2 has been surprisingly excellent have you tried it i have not had a chance to play through two i played through one and i love it i want to get the two because i hear it's better but these are um, much more my speed than minecraft ever is ever was dude Dragon Quest Indeed. Builders 2 is one of my top three favorite Dragon Quest games, period. Wow. It is that good. Trust me, just just play it. It is, even if you, I would say even if you don't like building games, you should play Dragon Quest Builders 2. Um, it is just a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And I can't really say much more about that because a lot of it is the story, but it's not even just that. It's a really good just action and adventure RPG as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you like the building, there's a lot of building you can do. If you don't like the building, even the single player is worth doing. Um, regardless yeah. of that, because most of the building you need to do is optional. Right. Like, there's a couple of things that need to be built, like tutorial stuff and things like that, but it just played. DQ Builders 2 is amazing. Yeah. And you don't, really need to, you don't need to have played Dragon Quest 2 because it's built off of that, you know, take story elements from that, which is kind of funny. I, I, I do like that about the Builder series. There's, you get, like, there's some stuff in Builders 2 that, like, I would say you need to play Builders 1, Builders 2 less than, sorry, you need to play DQ2 less than, uh, less in Builders 2 than you would have need to have played DQ1 and Builders 1 to get a lot of the DQ1. That makes sense. Like, like oh, okay. it adds some context, but it's like it's le- it's less necessary, and it wasn't really necessary in 
one either. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which uh, is all about the game awards. Let's bring it up. Jeff, the hype man Keeley is already teasing the next, uh, the, the, <laughs> the upcoming game awards by saying that a reveal trailer uh, for a game two and a half years in the making is going to be uh, shown uh, at uh, the game awards and immediately seeing people like Elder, uh, Iden saying Breath of the Wild 2 teaser. No, I, I don't think it, it's not for any game we've seen of because, again, with Keeley here, uh, he's saying, um, just saw the final cover of Game Awards world premiere we've been working on with the, the developer for two and a half years. Uh, world premiere to me is something that n- has not been shown before. So, like, Breath of the Wild 2 would not be uh, a world premiere because it's already a known quantity, correct? <laughs> I would say that, yes. That's kind of what I think, yeah. That's kind of how I read that. I mean, it doesn't matter. Obviously, he's talking about Mega Man X9, so we can all pack it in and go home. <laughs> I mean, clearly, that's what he's talking about. Obviously. Um, no, <laughs> that, that's exciting. You know, who, who knows what this could be? I, I'm unironically looking forward to the Game Awards. I, I find them to be fun. I'm looking forward to our reaction stream, just reacting with you guys to everything we see. It's it Does it get goofy and a little, you know, self-indulgent? Yeah, but... Overall, I enjoy the night of weirdness that the Game Awards has become. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I enjoy Keeley's hype, even though he's he can be a little bit silly sometimes. I enjoy his hype. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this is. Uh, when do the Game Awards happen this year? It's uh, a week from Thursday, I believe. I, okay. Yeah, so I think it's like December 7th or 9th. 9th, I believe. Okay. Uh, December 9th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is a week from Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so crazy uh, how quickly that's coming up, right? It feels like we just literally just reacted to Sephiroth in the last year's Game Awards right after our launch. Like, I can't believe it's already been a year. That um, was a year ago. That was a year ago. Why does time right. move in bizarre ways? I know, God. I know. I can't believe it's already. I hate pandemic time so much. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm very curious as to what this will turn out to be and uh we mm-hmm. will be doing a game awards predictions discussion pretty soon right here on the channel so keep an eye out for that and we'll of course be reacting to the awards themselves the show yeah. itself the, the the predictions for game awards is really tough because it's literally could be anything and everything big things have been there nothing games have been there yeah. it's it's just you don't know what it's going to be in the fact that it there's as Keely points out, the summer of 2019 is the last time Global Tour to visit developers. Um, and I got one, it makes you wonder, like, how much was things delayed because of the pandemic uh, for this one? So I don't I know, what know it is. how, like, how far back development would be set by these kinds of things. Like, I, I don't know how these sorts of things go back. Like, I would imagine for like games nearing the end of their development cycle already. Mm-hmm. It probably didn't do all that much. Like if it's just like rounds of bugs or whatever, I could imagine that a lot of that could be done from home, but like games that were starting development or were mid development when all this happened, I'm sure they were massively set behind. So it could, it could, you're right in that. It could literally be anything. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I don't know where to start. My guess is that it's probably not a Nintendo game. Um, yeah, I mean, it might be Prime Four because I that, be that, that would be the be. War, the 
world premiere I could see from a Nintendo thing, but otherwise, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I mean, it it would be well timed to kind of you know right off the hype of Metroid Dread. It would be a good a true. great way to re-release Prime Four. And they have shown uh, retro stuff on. Retro Studio stuff on Game Awards oh, before. Yeah. Thanks to Tropical Oh, Freeze. it's going to be Metroid Prime Remake with Cranky Kong in it. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. It's going to be Cranky Kong playable and Metroid Prime Remake. Duh. Metroid you, jo- Prime you joke, but I would do that. Or at least Cranky popping in on your comms and just laying into you. Metroid Prime yeah. Trilogy now with Atom Mode. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Shiny Turkey. Why would you say this Cranky Kong in a Zero Suit? I didn't need that visual. Thanks feels like there's not, nothing no, at all. Nothing at all. Nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, man. Cranky um, Kong yeah. is canonically less clothed than San- Samus ever is. So, that is you know, true. You know, well, fair enough. We need, we need to get the canonical fan service in there. Uh, um, Master Pikachu 95 suggests maybe it's the Chrono Cross remake. And I, I don't know if I believe that that would have been in development for two and a half years. That yeah. seems like a lot for what might just end up being a remastering. Maybe it is a full remake. Was that knows, confirmed but... or just a rumor? It's um, multiple rumors lining up to suggest that it's happening. So there's no okay. confirmation yet, but it's it's instead of just the database leak, it's now other rumors also suggesting that a Chrono Cross remake. It's is one of those happening. coalescing I, deals. Like just I enough see. evidence is piling up. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to see it there. I mean, as, as you would all, be cool. you know, and our audience have heard from you know previous recent episodes, I am so hyped about the idea of a Chrono Cross reboot. So I'm hoping I'd mm-hmm. love to see it there. It would be neat to see Chrono Cross in a modern lens without the baggage the original version had, because mm-hmm. I feel like the original Chrono Cross. I've never played it, but the only thing I've ever heard about Chrono Cross from people who played it was that. If you want it to be a Chrono Trigger sequel, you're going to be disappointed. Um, so being able to take, I think being in a modern day will let people, if this is what it is, will let people see the game for what it is as opposed to what they want it to be, which would probably be better. I've yeah. said this before. I think it's a good, I think it's a good sequel to Chrono Trigger. The problem is pacing. It takes a long time for the sequel content to really start coming in full force. But like, I would argue like, that the original content is still yeah. arresting, you know? Agreed. I agree. I think it's great as a standalone JRPG period, and I think it's a good sequel to Chrono Trigger. It just takes too long to get into sequel territory, pacing-wise, I think. Man, so many people are choosing violence both in the uh, patron chat and uh, with uh, the super chat from Sir Stupefy with $5 saying, I can't wait for Chrono Cross remake, re- remake by Forever Entertainment. Ugh. Oh, no. No, uh, why? Where's House uh, of the Dead remake? By the way, that yeah, exactly. Came out this year, wasn't it? Okay, okay, it? hold on. This joke's going over my head. What did Forever Entertainment? They're, do? they're the ones that did um, the Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon. Re- remake. That was eh, and I apparently like that game. They they just keep getting handed um, t- like these contracts with Square Enix and Nintendo, and somehow like they haven't really done much, but they keep getting like, yeah, yeah, you can handle our stuff. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird, and, and like I kind of felt the same way you did, Ted. About like I thought the Panzer Dragon remake is fine, but I also didn't have the uh, the ability to play or the opportunity to play the original. And everyone yeah. I've talked to says, "Yeah, okay, maybe you think it's fine if you haven't played the original, but it sucks compared to the original." And I believe them. I I, mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, but yeah, there's they're apparently working on House of the Dead right now as well, but we haven't heard anything from it. Um, yeah. The, but there, I just think there isn't a whole lot of 
you know, faith that they could do something like Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger particularly well. Mm-hmm. Especially not uh, when working on like four other games at the same time. Right. You know? And right. We're working on something like Painter Dragoon is very different from working on an RPG like Chrono Cross. That's a massive yes. undertaking, I feel. Right. I, I don't uh, know about that. Bolt Mouse X asks, can we get a world premiere in the chat? And yes, just go world premiere <laughs> there you go there's your, there's there you your world premiere um lizard 81 288 is, is think, thinking along my line three it's not but how cool would that be man that would be nah i can't even imagine but but su- such a uh such a niche sequel like a cult sequel would never be revealed at you know at a major show like the game awards yeah um Let's see. Darchi with the $5 Super Chat is saying, don't know if this is a, the big tease Jeff has been pushing, but lots of rumors recently about Sly Cooper returning, which I've not heard those rumors. Oh, interesting. Do you think the oh, movie's finally going to come out? God, no. <laughs> 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 but I can see a game being made. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't heard about anything happening on the Sly front. That would be pretty exciting. I still haven't played four, but I guess that would push me to play four finally, and uh, I guess get caught Isn't up. Isn't four the bad one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it plays fine. It's just they screw, up, they they mess up a character, which I I have heard about. And uh, uh, okay, yeah, it, it's one of those things, situations. But yeah, I mean, right. it, honestly, that's the thing is this this could be anything and everything. Maybe it could be the loose loose term of world premiere. It could be Breath of the Wild too. It could be. Uh, hot new movie coming out. I don't know. Avengers two, you know, obviously Square Enix is making a sequel to that. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh Oh, God. Oh, that would be Avengers two. We didn't learn our lesson. (laughs) Unless it was Avengers two, made more in the style of a single player driven game like Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm playing and is actually pretty great. So, if they did that, then sure, but. Uh, but here's the thing. Let's say hypothetically it was Avengers two and it was the best game ever made. I don't know if people would buy it though, because people were so meh on Avengers one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Uh, we're not talking about it here, but we did get some, uh, a squeaky way to find out a little bit more information about the RE four remake. What if it could be RE four? Could be. You know, RE4 would be a pretty a pretty hype reveal, I think. I mean, and oh, it, yeah. it seems like the timing is there. Although, I guess they are still working on post-launch content for Village, aren't they? So maybe they're not quite ready. No, everybody's forgotten about that. They could literally stop working on Reverse, uh-huh. I think, or whatever it is. And oh, nobody... I don't mean Reverse. I mean Village. They they confirmed that there's DLC happening they? for Village. It hasn't. Yeah. Oh. That was at the end of one of the Resident Evil streams. I can't remember which one. But, they, but it's I been confirmed that Village is getting completely forgot. I'm not even sure what you'd do in that. In in that case, I don't know. who knows? Who yeah. knows? Um, but yeah. Well, uh, before we move on, we've got actually had quite a few super chats during this whole section. Um, uh, Late night sprites with a two dollars super chat saying it will be Jeff Jeff's gamer sneakers as DLC for all games. Oh God, that's a good tie. No. <laughs> it is. It is a good tie, and even if I hate to see it, yeah. As in, you literally tie them. So there you are. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Uh, 
Tommy Dionuth's archives with five uh, uh, Canadian dollars saying, I really wish I could be excited for this year's uh, Game Awards, but after 2020, where The uh, Last of Us 2 robbed the show and Spawn Wave called it a pretty fun night. Nuh-uh. Um, well, I don't have, don't, I don't think you have, don't think there's a clear front runner this year. Like, yeah, it's hard to say who's actually going to take all, you know, take the awards this year. I think they're, I don't think it's going to be like a Last of Us Part 2 situation where it's just one game sweeping everything. Maybe, but it seems like the range of games nominated this year is diverse enough and, and kind of at least somewhat enough on an, on an even playing field that we're going to maybe see some surprises and not just see one game sweep everything. Like, I don't see Death Loops sweeping everything. Yeah, I don't see I don't really Dread see sweeping, Dread sweeping no. everything. Yeah, Ratchet & Clank, as much as I'd love it, is my personal game of the year, I think, so far. I don't necessarily see that sweeping everything either. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, 554 with uh, Five Peruvian Souls saying, obviously the two and a half gear- years in the in the making is a fourth Mania playthrough. Fourth Mania playthrough. <laughs> Ted, that is pure Mania. panic on your face. I'm going to exhibit Mania. self-control. <laughs> I'm going to exhibit self-control. Okay, there you go. Uh, Rob R. Man X with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Saying, I'm going to see the TGA, TGAs in a theater along with the new Kingsman movie two weeks early. Well, oh. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's have a... fun. We'll, we'll miss you during our reaction stream, of course, but have fun. We're glad that you get to have such a cool experience. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Parmeet with a $4.99 super chat. Thank you so much. Saying, TGA world premiere, Ace Attorney 7. I can dream. Also, great oh. Ace Attorney discussion part two. When? Thanks. Uh, we just need our schedules to line up. <laughs> like we want to do We've it. Literally been trying to do it for a month. <laughs> yeah, it just has not happened. We get busy, and yeah. <laughs> At this point, I, I might actually finish Great Ace Attorney two by, by the time you guys are able. At to your rate, you're not even done with Ace Attorney one. I don't. No, I, I don't, don't want to hear any of that from I'm you. In, <laughs> I'm in the last case of Great Ace Attorney one, as I said on Twitter last night, and I don't know where it's going, and I can't wait to find out. It's so cool. It's yeah. so good. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our fourth story, which is all about Black Friday and a surprise victor. Let's bring it up. So, it turns out that the Xbox Series S was the best-selling console of Black Friday. Not the Switch, not the Switch OLED, not the Series X, not the PS5, the Xbox Series S. Of course, it's not really that surprising, when you realize it's probably the only one is on on the shelf, actually available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can actually get one. I can't tell you how many times over the past few days that I almost almost cave for the Series S, and I didn't not because I, I don't think it's a great console. I'm sure it's awesome, but as a long term purchase, I have a nice 4K TV. It just makes sense to hold out for a Series X. Plus, I have physical Xbox games that I want to be able to play with FPS boost, right? Like Ridge Racer Six, Sonic Generations, but Damn, if I wasn't so tempted to just pick up a Series S. So tempted. <laughs> I I mean, if I was to pick up an Xbox, this is probably the version I get because I just, I, I'm not a Microsoft gamer at all. And so this is just mm-hmm. perfect. Like, just get this, get Game Pass, I'm done. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Game Pass is, right. like, sneakily the best deal in video games. Like, just period. It sure seems like it. Like, do you know how many 10 out of 10 video games are on Game Pass? Like, goddamn, there's so (laughs) many. (laughs) Like, I'm tempted to, oh, man. Like, yeah, I can't blame, I can't blame people. Like, honestly, 
I've been looking at like PS4 and not PS4, God, PS5 and Xbox Series X, and I'm thinking, like, what reason would I have to get the PS5 over the Series X or S, mm. whatever one it is? You know what I mean, right? <laughs> um, uh, and it's like Ratchet and Clank, I guess, and it's you know it does look really appealing, but it is just kind of, you know, I guess it's just more sad that we aren't able to get access to the other stuff that we want. Like you still mm-hmm. can't buy a PS five for some reason, even though it's been out for like a year and a half. So yeah, that's, that's, that's sad to me. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, apparently it's all because of the chip shortage. So, you know, that's, that's a bigger issue, but I mean, it's still a scalper's dream for the series X and, the uh ps5 and honestly even the you know actual retail stores now are just like well, let's throw in a bunch of crap that nobody that they don't really care about but they really want the system and make them pay more for it or hey sign up yeah. for our special thing that costs extra money if you want to have a better uh, actual chance of getting it it's it's being used as a ploy to just make more money for other things making actually getting the console a real pain in the butt it really is. I, I have been actively trying to get one, but I'm, you know, again, I'm not going to sign up for a premium service like Walmart Plus or whatever, just have a chance at it. So, you know, I'll still probably keep holding out for Series X, but it's a shame. It's so hard to get. And it's not surprising that the Series S, again, was the clear winner of Black Friday, assuming that's the case, because it's the only one that's available. It's yeah. impossible to get a, a, a Series yeah. Very hard to get a Switch OLED, yeah, uh, and a PS5. And, so, and the Series you know, S is here. cheaper than the OLED, which is wild when you think about it. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I say all this, and then maybe I will just cave and get a Series S. But I just I would like to have the the top, you know, highest end Xbox console that I can just for the you know the setup I have. But if I can't get one, then what does it matter anyway? Yeah, I I I get you. I get you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I don't know the best idea for that. I forget what else is different about the S compared to the X. I guess maybe it's not the full 4K deal, which I don't have a 4K TV. And it's like, right. Whatever. Not a, not a, yeah, no, if you don't have a 4K TV, I think the Series S is the clear choice here. Unless you have a bunch of physical Xbox media, because it doesn't have a disk drive. That's one of the differences. Mm-hmm. There's no disk drive in, in the Series S. But if you don't have a bunch of physical Xbox media and you don't have a 4K TV, I think the Series S is an easy choice. And, and, and the Xbox Series in general... The, the series consoles are having a really nice year, I would say. Like, you know, the Xbox Series S and X didn't have, a, you know, a great time of it out of the gate. The PS5 took the world by storm. But I think now there's been a lot of value added to the Xbox as a general platform, thanks to Game Pass, Halo Infinite multiplayer being free with Game Pass, things like that. Like, Microsoft yeah. has done a great job positioning the Xbox as a service. Yeah. And, and it, it's... yeah. Sony had the first half of the year. Uh, Microsoft has claimed the second half of the year. It seems definitely, yeah, so. yeah. I said I, I haven't had this, had this much Xbox FOMO in a long time. I want one. I still don't and have that, that FOMO, in- <laughs> but I'm all, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have that much. Um, but you know, it's it's still cool. It's uh, definitely a nice. Uh, I, it's easy to see why people would be uh, in, into it. So mm-hmm. yeah. But good on good on Microsoft. You won you won Black Friday, and uh, I did not participate in Black Friday. I stayed the heck away from that. <laughs> nope. I only do nope, online stuff. I don't I don't ever bother physical yeah. 
Amy and I literally just woke up Friday and just hopped on the laptop and like, all right, let's see what we're getting, everybody. And this did not go out anywhere, which theoretically might make Black Friday a little less chaotic. I don't know. That's hopefully. Yeah. But, you know, when when you talk about people getting pepper sprayed to get video game consoles and shit, that's where you lose me. I'm not getting pepper sprayed to get anything. I'll just order my thing on Amazon or, or some other service online or not at all. And avoid the the chaos and the potential violence. Who needs that, right? Yeah. No commercial good is worth getting trampled. Um, <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not at no, all. No, 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 no. But yeah, uh, let's go back to an old super chat before we move on to our next story. Not a whole lot to say about the series S. Just you know, options, options. But Sonic and Mega Man five three one back once again with a two dollars super chat saying Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft versus Activ- Activision Blizzard. I mean, that's the easiest versus ever, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, serious. I mean, yeah. Who sides with Activision? I don't think anybody who's ever going to side with Activision. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Very much so. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get to our last story, which we'll, which we'll just roll on in and have a ball with. Nice. So, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania's director wants to make a new entry in the series. Yes. And Hell yeah. considering how well this, this game did, uh, I mean, in recapturing Monkey Ball, maybe not perfect, according to some fans. Like, it didn't fully recreate it, but got as close as you could hope for nowadays. Um, but he said, this is... Uh, Masao Shirasaki saying at, at, as this game and the previous one are remakes, I do feel that I want to create a new super monkey ball game. I have ideas on what it could be like. I'm looking forward to seeing how super monkey ball will grow. This is not something I can do on my own. So I'd like everyone to first enjoy banana mania. And if there are enough voices looking forward to the next title, it may come true. So I uh, want that. So bad. I love banana. I love banana. Did either of you guys get to play banana mania? Oh, I reviewed it. Oh, right you reviewed it? Show. Oh, yeah, yeah you did. No. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I really liked it. Yeah. No, it's um, all good. Yeah. Um, no, I really liked it, just like you, Ted. It was great. I love Monkey Ball in general. Obviously, the series had kind of lost its way with Banana Mania and Banana Splits. Or it's not Mania, Banana Blitz, Banana Splits. And then it finally has kind of gotten back on track again with Banana yeah. Mania being a remake. And I would love to see them use that as a launching off point to do a great new original game in the series. I never want the Monkey Ball series to die. I Same. Love it. Same. I feel. I also feel like if you've never played Monkey Ball before, or if you played the originals on GameCube and haven't played them in like uh, a couple of years, you're gonna pick up Banana Mania and you're gonna feel like you're playing the original games. Uh, there are differences between the two games, but uh, the best comparison I heard uh, about it, and I forget who said it, so I'm stealing their words, and they're not getting credit for it, um, <laughs> is that it's like the uh, Crash Insane ports. If you're intimately familiar with the originals, things might feel a little different, but if you're not, then it's going to feel like you're playing the games for the first time again, and with that said, it is awesome. Um, one of the like best things I've played all year. I just wish my Switch could handle it, because my fan on my Switch is dying, Oh, no. So every no. time I try to play it on on the dock, um, I get like ten levels in, and then it needs to stop because it's gonna overheat. Oh god! <laughs> uh, so yeah, that sucks. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely love for them to do another Monkey Ball. I the only thing I would hope for in terms of a Monkey Ball sequel is that they 
try not to go too wild with it. Um, which is hard because obviously if you're making a sequel, you want new things, but, um, going too wild with monkey ball is how we got stuff like banana blitz, which is not great. And monkey ball adventure, which is just bad. Um, do not play monkey ball adventure. I, (laughs) um, earlier this year I was like, you know, I've heard monkey ball adventure is really bad, but I've never played it myself. So can I really say it's a bad game? If I've never personally played it, and yes, you can. Yeah, you um, can say it's a bad game now? Yeah. Yeah. I well I, I should have just listened to the people who told me the first time. It's 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 awful. Don't play a monkey ball adventure. Oof. Uh, it's funny, I thought you initially said monkey ball adventure, and I'm like, dude, I'm not monkey gonna Monkey Ball that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Monkey yeah. Ball Adventure. That Mon- sounds re- like cool and weird and amazing. Monkey Ball Avenger is the Bomberman Act Zero of the franchise that Sega wants okay, to play. Maybe ah, I don't want to go. play that. Never mind. Realistic yeah. monkey in a ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a gorilla in a ball, uh, being oh, held in a in a science lab, doing experiments on him, and the monkey escaped, and it's trying to <laughs> get out of the testing laboratory portal style. Oh, there, God, there we yeah. go. Sega, hire me. Hire go. me, Sega. There. Yeah. There. Obviously. Um, now, what do you think about this concept? Because according to uh, Nintendo Life, uh, Shirosaki has gone on record saying that he'd like a future Monkey Ball game to let you, uh, quote, ad- event- adventure around the world with I.I. Um, I mean, sounds like Monkey Ball Odyssey to me. I'm in for that. I mean, well, that's the thing with Monkey Ball. Like, how would you, I guess, integrate the idea of worldwide uh, wor- levels with that? I don't know. Um. Hmm. I guess the way you would have to do it is making the levels either kind of branch or uh, having them be longer. Instead of, like, advanced being 30 really short stages, you uh, go from, like, one challenge to another challenge and they're, like, connected. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the way to make it still feel like Monkey Ball and feel... um. Mm-hmm. Good, because one of the things about Monkey Ball Adventure that just sucks is that operating a like a big scale world with Monkey Ball controls just does not feel good. Um, it just it's imprecise. Monkey Ball is imprecise on purpose. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to be trying to indirectly tilt this uh thing like like it's a cage and you're moving the ball around inside of it. That doesn't work when the area is big enough to like fill up the whole screen, you know? The illusion doesn't break. It's just really awkward in ways that are hard to explain with words. Um, So, like, I guess longer levels maybe would be one way to do with it. I honestly would be fine with them just keeping the old structure and have it be like, oh, here's a Mexico-themed background. Here's a a Russia-themed background. You know, that would be fine with me. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, especially if they, like, snuck in some Samba de Amigo for the Mexican-themed one. (laughs) Oh. They nice. haven't made a Samba de Amigo game since the Wii one, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Honestly, yeah, that'd be so, cool yeah. if they just sort of t- went into Sega history and had those backgrounds or characters or whatever and just really kept it going. Because I missed out on Banana Mania. I haven't actually played a Monkey Ball since the first one, um, which I enjoyed, but it was really hard. <laughs> I could it, not get oh, through Medium. Oh, That's yeah. part of why Banana Mania is so good. You can actually beat the game. Ah, you know, um yeah, like, those accessibility features are a huge addition to, or are a huge boon for uh, uh, for Banana Mania. 
because the original games are so unbelievably difficult or they get to be mm. so unbelievably difficult and having those accessibility features make it more possible for anyone to complete the game was such a huge addition to banana mania yeah even just the unlimited lives like you could technically get unlimited lives in the old games if you grinded and grinded enough to get enough play points to unlock everything and then i believe you started unlocking more and more continues after that so like you could eventually get unlimited lives but like at that point you're grinding the game so much it's not fun anymore so just the unlimited lives just do so much to make the game to make the game accessible like i didn't beat expert mode in the original monkey ball until banana mania because i just couldn't get i would get to like stage 15 and then run out of lives and continues and couldn't get past it Mm, you know right that's brutal uh real quick hustle bun with a nine dollar 99 cent super chat thank you so much saying single player is solid uh but it's things that these last two games have dropped the monkey ball where multiplayer is concerned i hope they can bring back four player challenge or at least fix monkey target apparently monkey target is a bit of a sore point for people monkey target was not nearly as fun when i Uh, did, did my review i was shocked by how much fun i wasn't having with monkey target compared to what i remembered having you know all the fun i remembered having with it in the gamecube games so yeah yeah I don't know what exactly happened there because I, I never played the mini games as much as the main game, but it wasn't fun and something could be fixed there because I remember Monkey Target being great. And I'm actually glad you brought this up, Hustle Bun, because that was the one thing I didn't mention in my review. I never played or I never got to play Monkey Ball's main mode with friends back in the day. I'd always just play it by myself. So I had completely forgotten that you could play the main game with multiplayer up to four players. I completely forgot about that. And our good friend John Cartwright did mention that as a sore point in his review. So I'm glad to have been reminded about that because I did really like the game and I stand by that. But if you want co-op in the main game, that's a huge missing feature in Banana Mania that I agree with you should be brought back in future installments. Hmm. So I... I think... Oh, I think we lost you, Oh, okay. Well... Uh... Hold on. Too much monkey ball hype. Too much monkey ball Too hype. Too much monkey ball hype. Oh, yep. And he's back. Why? Okay, that was weird. Hi. This happens literally every time I've been on TNT, this happens. <laughs> oh, no worries, man. Um, All good. So, okay. I, I just need you back on uh, video if you can. Okay. Oh, right. I, sorry. Um, okay, so I was saying I agree with you about the mini games. A lot of the mini games in Monkey Ball were originally kind of throwaway. Like, Monkey Race was never really all that special. Uh, but I agree about Monkey Target. The big thing that makes it different is that it's not physics-based really anymore, so it's less satisfying to like launch yourself into the air and pick the right time to glide and whatnot. Yeah. I honestly, I did play the multiplayer um, of the main game growing up, and it never really was all that interesting to me because it was kind of really? Mario's one Mario one style. I play until I die, and then you play uh... kind of take turns sort of style. Oh, which I see. But with that said, it would be cool for them to try and do something more with it. Like, for example, a I don't know how you would get it to work, but if two people could play the same monkey ball level at the same time, that sounds like it could be a lot of fun, especially if you're like ramming into each other again. No idea how you would make that work, but it would be fun if they could they could figure it out. It'd be tough to make that work, considering how you move the monkey balls. But yeah. other ideas to both be on the same level make it more like a. Um, uh, puzzle 
uh, game. Oh, yeah, where that's true. As you complete oh. things, get farther, or maybe collect power ups, it affects the board of the other person, and so yeah, you're messing with be, each other well, constantly as you're going through it. So, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I, there's there's ideas, there's possibilities there that could make uh, make all that work. But I mean, hey, a, a Monkey Ball sequel, I'd be down for it. It just came out around Dread, and I was like, well, I only have so many funds, and <laughs> Dread's gonna win this. So sorry, uh, yeah. sorry, Monkey. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate timing. I did play both. Um, the good thing about Me- about Metroid Dread was that it was short enough that I could finish it and then go back to Monkey Ball without feeling like I'd lost my edge on it, which was nice. That is good. That is good. Right. Uh, real quick before we end things off, I uh, did get a few more super chats. First up, Vedron Hotik with a two dollars super chat saying Sly Cooper Final Fantasy Nine or Final Fantasy Tactics remake on the ninth. I, I believe they mean for TGAs. I mean, I'd be happy. Yes, yes uh, to all the above, yeah. particularly the latter two for me. But yeah, I'd be happy with any of those announcements. Exactly. Uh, Jaden Buck with a two dollars super chat just saying Yo ho with some bananas and some monkeys. Yo ho. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Yahoo! There we go. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you. Brian Rivera with a dollar ninety nine super chat saying, Ted, do you still have hope on MCU after mixed reset? I don't what's that um, mean for you? I, I don't guess know. They're talk talking about the latest stuff. I'm gonna be honest, I am really far behind on MCU stuff. I have not watched an MCU movie since um God. Um was the last one I watched Spider-Man uh, Far, Far From, from Home? Because I, I, I didn't watch the... Um, I didn't watch Black Widow. I haven't watched any of the Disney Plus stuff. I oh, haven't wow. watched Shang-Chi. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I, I am extremely far behind on the MCU. Um, with that said, you know, like I think the MCU is just something like... Like it's never, I've never seen it as something where you need to watch every single thing. You know, wasn't that was always the appeal? Is that if you like Thor and you don't like Iron Man, you can just watch the Thor movies and not the Iron Man movies, and you're not missing much. Like that was always the appeal to me. Was that like, oh, you don't have to watch every movie, and if, if they reference something, it will probably just go over your head, and you'll still enjoy the core movie. So, yeah, like, you know, if there's a couple of lackluster things here and there, you know, that's fine. They, they'll they just make something else. And if that something else is something you enjoy, then great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm i a little behind. I still have I, – I finally watched Shang-Chi, uh, but I still need to see Black Widow, What If, which isn't really that necessary, and Eternals. And right. Yeah, I, I'm mostly caught up. I just need to see Eternals and now Hawkeye. And I'm oh yeah, and Hawkeye. Otherwise, yeah. But I'm I'm caught up on everything else. I enjoy the MCU just in general, and of course, I'm hyped out of my mind for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh, like, but don't, speaking yeah. of scalpers, oh my god, have you seen those stories? Oh, are they I scalping have. the tickets to No Way Home? Yes. Yeah. Oh my there god. is so much demand for them. There is they are scalping the tickets and selling them for absurd prices. Oh man. Okay. So what that means I'm gonna have to do is go at like a nine AM on a Tuesday morning uh show. Cause yeah. I don't I don't care mm-hmm. when I go. So Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um mm. just a couple of things I wanted to highlight before we uh, head out here. Our okay. good friend Top Dog in the YouTube chat going back to the game awards said maybe the new world premiere will be super top dog adventures, a game starring me. I'd play it. 
hey, I'd play it. I think we'd all play it. I think that, <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. And then uh, Ditto M in our live audience patron chat with an actually really cool idea. Super Morph Ball Metroid Mania. I would Ooh. play that. I would play that. That would be really cool. I mean, you know. The sequel to, to Metroid the Prime idea, Pinball? But... We've exactly. Ooh, that's what we've always wanted. Exactly. I oh, totally man. love to see that. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about it. man. You have to like guide Samus through different morph ball labyrinths and take out different enemies with different. Oh, that would be so cool. That'd be well, cool. Could uh, well, do the bomb jump to get higher. The morph yeah. ball as a playable character, monkey ball would make more sense than hello kitty. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, it really would. Oh, good stuff. Well, I think with that, we have uh, hit the end of today's stream. And uh, yeah, that's all of our news for today. But uh, Ted, where can everybody find you at? Um, So you can find me at www.youtube.com slash user slash brainscratchcoms, where me and a couple of my friends do commentaries on all sorts of video games. Old ones, new ones, Nintendo ones, sometimes not Nintendo ones. Um, one day I'll do a Dragon Quest game on there if I can strap the other three to a chair long enough to finish it. We'll see how well that turns Good out. Good luck. <laughs> um, and also you can see my bad memes and inane ramblings on my Twitter, which is just twitter.com slash xanshadow. There you are. Definitely check him out. Well, I enjoy his company. Thank you for joining us, man. It was, it's not been a, great anytime. You literally anytime <laughs> well, always a pleasure hanging out with you man and Absolutely. i hope we get to do it again soon at a convention i want to hang out at That'd pax nice. east or something oh if they Hopefully i i have not looked into pax east but i really hope that it's it's gonna happen next year i miss i miss too. seeing people so much yeah seriously i'm gonna need omicron to fucking to chill the fuck out on seriously <laughs> like, we're still getting ready for all these shows like chill oh out, god omicron, after seriously. after omicron comes unicron and then we're really in trouble oh god Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> well, you uh, see, with a name like Omicron, hopefully that just means it's the COVID final boss, and then after this, it'll be done. Yeah. Well, see, exactly. I just, I just think of uh, the Futurama. It's like, ah, I lure from the Omicron Persei Persei Eight. I've watched too much Futurama. Uh, but I believe with that, uh, we of course before we uh, all sign off, we got to give a special thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. Really means the world that you've uh, been supporting us for over a year now. It's crazy, uh, but we're so appreciative. Yes, thank uh, you, thank so, you much. so much. Uh, and then, of course, an extra special thank you to our uh, hold on <laughs> patrons at the uh, producer level. Because uh, you all make this show happen. Uh, sometimes you got to remember to hit certain things. But yes, all of you being here, supporting us, uh, being and making this show happen really does mean the world. Thank you so, so much. Couldn't happen without you. Thank Absolutely you very couldn't much, happen Jared. without you. And of course, an extra, extra special thank you to our executive producers and above. And those include Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle. Z Patty, High Will Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, uh, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky 113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Fedron Hotek, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran 127, uh, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, 
Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orm M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deaneth, Coda, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askron 809, Rioner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Game Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Kotar <laughs> Peck, Scuff196, Kane Woolley, Skullkid Tiger, Darksteel01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Town Darling, Dinner Sonic, Derek, Jeff Ed, Twilord, Maddie, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hess, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Rizamon, Calvin Atkinson, Tiffany Thomas, Hinaru77, and Jessica Toad. Thank you all Woo! so, so much for all the support. Um, it blows my mind that there's so many of you continually here supporting us. Over 100 now. That is, inc- that is insane to have that many executive producers. And we appreciate it. More than you can ever imagine. But remember that you too could become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. So thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time... Oh. Eric, one second. And we just remember, we're giving away a Switch OLED at 75,000 subscribers. And all Ooh. you got to do is be subscribed to the channel when we hit 75K and you could win a free Switch OLED. Pretty good deal, I think. Sorry, only, I just wanted to sneak No, that's there all right. You, we're only 4,200 away. It's not far now. So we're getting there. Is, so yeah. you're, you're giving me a, a Switch OLED once you guys hit 75,000 subscribers? It is possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it would be random, although yeah. it's, it's not it's not showing favoritism at all. Obviously. Right, right. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. And until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye.